In this episode, I have a fantastic conversation with soulful selling coach Allison Prophet about how adding stories to your sales process really connects you to clients. Hello and welcome to Flow Working Entrepreneurs. I am Megan Anderson, founder and CEO of Flow. This episode, I am joined with Allison Prophet, our soulful selling expert. How are you doing this morning, Allison? I'm super. Thank you. How are you, Megan? I'm great. Happy to be here talking about everything selling and sales and bringing more energy to our selling space, which I know is your favorite topic. So let's get started. So this morning, you and I didn't write it down, so you get to tell me your topic again. That's pretty funny. I'm looking at my paper going, she said it and I didn't write it. So (laughs) say it again. What are we going to be talking about this morning? (laughs) I'd love to uh, have some conversation about stories that sell. Stories that sell. Oh, that's fantastic because we all have stories in our lives. Some of them good, some of them bad. And sometimes we get a little too talkative in our sales. So let's talk about that. What kind of stories sell and maybe what kind of stories don't sell? (laughs) We need to know both kinds. Yeah. So first, I'd love to talk about why stories sell um, because I think that that's important. So stories sell because stories connect us. Mm. And um, when you think about working with your ideal client, often, especially in service-based businesses and soulful entrepreneurs, which I think a lot of those are the types of people that, that are attracted to, to flow. We really want to have that alignment. We want to have that resonance on a, on a deeper level. And it's not just like, what's the avatar of my ideal client, but it's like, Oh, like, do our, like, do I resonate with their story? Like, do I want to help them? Do I want to serve them? And um, in order for them to kind of feel that way about you, it's important to share about yourselves and about your journey. And in the process of coming up with how much of your story you share, I think sometimes the thing that you want to shy away from might be the thing to share. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So I've been doing some of this work with some of my clients uh, and they, they're like, well, I don't, I think that that's going to make some people uncomfortable Mm -hmm. if I talk about these, these parts of my journey. And when I asked the question, well, if they're not comfortable with you and where you've been and who you are, would you really want to be working with them? Oh, yeah. And, and they were like, oh, no, probably not. Mm -hmm. You know, like that would just be money. That wouldn't be a, a long lasting intimate client relationship and not intimate, but close, right? I mean, I think we want to feel connected with our clients. We want really want to, when we feel really connected with them, we can serve them even better. Absolutely. And so I think in order to identify your stories that sell, sometimes there's some work around the shame of your story and embracing the story and integrating the story. And, um, I, I, I'll give an example, just a personal example, cause I don't want to share other people's stuff. But yeah. for me, um, I used to be ashamed that I was fired from my HR job. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that started me on the entrepreneurial journey that I ended up being on. Mm-hmm. And I used to be really embarrassed about that. Cause I worked in HR for 15 years and 
I never had performance issues and I just felt ashamed of the fact that I got fired for something that was actually outside of my control. And the truth is, is that the more I learned to forgive myself for what, what, you know, for all the things related to that situation. And the more that I recognized the power and the purpose behind that event in my life, the more I realized, oh, I really want to actually integrate that into what I do and what I say. And so, you know, now when I, and it's about crafting that story for yourself, it's about figuring out what's the high level like arc for me. It's, I moved nine times. I lost four jobs. I started my business four times unsuccessfully. I changed careers twice and I went through mental health challenges and got a divorce. I'm able to kind of condense it down like that. And then if the person seems to lean in and be like, oh my gosh, like that can allow me to give them a little bit more detail around it. Uh I forgot about how powerful our stories are. Um, And yesterday I actually had a situation where I was having a conversation with somebody that was shopping around for a coach and um, I really resonated with his story. I found him on, on um, a community group that I'm a part of and he had reached out for uh, prayers and that he was also looking for a coach and it was a super vulnerable post that he made. And in the conversation, he was just sharing more about his story and I was asking him powerful questions and really I was doing the discovery part Mm -hmm. of the conversation. And then I said, wow, you know, that's really amazing. Let me tell you a little bit more about myself and my journey. And at the end of me telling him, he was like, Allison, I have goosebumps. He's like, I really had this idea when I made that post that I was going to find a female coach who had a crazy story. Yeah. And he's like, your story gave me goosebumps. He's like, I did another call with a really great coach and they did a complimentary session with me. And he was like, and and they were a good coach. And he was like, I'm going to hire you because of your story. Fantastic. And I think that there's truth in being able to craft your story. And of course, in the story, I shared some of my business philosophies and I shared some of how I do my coaching and things like that. But He ultimately asked me for the sale. And that's what relationship-based sales is all about. It really is about creating that deep relationship first. And then the sales part comes later, right? Relationship sales. Relationships are based on connection and stories help us have connection. And um, so helping craft your story is something that's hard to do on your own. It's raw and it's emotional and you don't think that the things that are actually the most powerful parts of your story <laughs> yeah. are what should be in the story. Like it's hard for you to see that because for you, you're like, that's, that was just my life. Yep. And, um, you know, I think working with somebody, whoever it is, like whether it's me or a story brand coach, cause there's, you know, some really great people that do story brand marketing, um, finding somebody that can help you craft your story and figure out which are the ones that are the most compelling that you can bring into and integrate into your sales conversations. That is such good advice because it is so true that if you are a service-based individual, you must be having relationships in order to sell. Like you can want all you, you heart can desire. Hey, I just want to throw stuff on social media and have the masses come. That's not how it works. We'd love it if that's how it worked. It just doesn't. And so bringing in personal stories, bringing in your own journey, 
allowing your potential clients to see you as a human first, it's hugely helpful in that selling selling process. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about what kind of things, you know, you said to, if you're shying away, maybe that's what you should put in the story, but what kind of stories actually really hurt your sale? Because I know there's those kind too, where you're telling a story, but it's not right. It's not really the great story. Yeah. I think it is, um, really important for you to first you do have to know enough about the person you're talking to to know what's gonna resonate with them so for example in the discovery part of my conversations like if somebody doesn't really bring in like any like mental health stuff into what they've gone through i will leave that part out of my story here we go right so it's like it is finding the threads Mm-hmm. that uh, will connect and resonate with that person. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this is why discovery is so important, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I can't actually answer that question without being able, be, because I don't know that there's any wrong things mm-hmm. to share because, um, you know, then it's sort of like, well, are you ashamed of it mm-hmm. as opposed to have you integrated it? And it could just be, um, you know, I have a client who, uh, is a domestic violence survivor and ah. she actually wants to, um, she's a bookkeeper and she actually wants to help women that have gone through that situation with their books to help empower them yep. in their, in their numbers. And one of the things that she did say, she was like, you know, there are some parts of it that are still pretty raw for me. And I said, that makes sense. And so maybe it's not the time. And because we had talked about some strategies about her sharing some things on LinkedIn about, um, you know, I'm passionate about helping uh, women survivors of domestic violence who are trying to start their business and need help with their numbers. Yep. And she's like, well, I'm not sure if I want to share that because I'm, I'm, it's still fresh for me. Yep. And she said, but that's actually, that's really what I want to help people with. And I said to her, I said, well, how are people going to know that if you don't say it? And how do you know that that old high school friend, you know, that knew your ex is going to judge you? How do you know that she actually hasn't walked a similar journey? Yep. Vulnerability and courage. um, And I know I didn't really answer your question because it's such a complicated. Oh, absolutely it is. Yeah. Um, I think it does start with like you as an individual doing your healing, doing the work and identifying like. Well, if you aren't going to share that story, how are the people that you're wanting to serve who would resonate with that, with that story? How are they going to know? Cause yep. it's not even just in the sales conversation. It is out there in the world. It is. Yeah, um, it, it is. And vulnerability in the social media space or in your marketing, especially if you're a solopreneur, you're the individual providing the services, even if you've got a little bit of a team and you're the face of the organization, people want to know you, you know, we hear that no like, and trust. Well, the first part is no, and yeah. knowing is vulnerable and it is complicated to get out there. And everyone says, Oh, you share too much. I've had people say that to me. They'll read my social posts and be like, you shouldn't have shared that. And I'm like, mm, actually that's a big part of who I am and what I'm going through. And if I don't share it, nobody knows I'm going through it. And those who don't resonate naturally, fall away. Yeah. Those who want your people fall off. 
And this goes in with the, uh, you know, I take a soulful approach to business versus a traditional approach to business. And the traditional approach to business says things like, well, it's business. It's not personal. Yep. There is some truth to that, but it is actually personal. Your business is personal. Yeah. Like you are the business when you're a small business owner. Oh, sure. Yeah. If you're working in a company and there's an HR department and managers and employees and departments. Sure. There is more of that separation. I think that the successful companies out there have that vulnerability. They have that, you know, like their business is personal mm -hmm. and they are, you know, there again, there's boundaries, but there is also that connectedness because mm -hmm. when we're connected, we care differently. I mean, and that just, that goes, that just, that rolls into so many different things. Like, I feel like I could do like a Ted talk on this. <laughs> It is true. It rolls in, as you said, it rolls into so many things that you can't, and we've talked about this before, you cannot leave it at the door when you are yourself. I mean, I know you're in your office. I'm in my living room where here we are doing this big social media thing that we've been doing for months and now podcasts and all of the things that Flo does. And we don't have to be in a special studio. We don't have to have green screens and all this fancy stuff. Because honestly, that's not who we serve. We serve right. the individuals who are sitting in their office, sitting in the living room, sitting in their basement, doing their thing. And so when they see, oh, you do it too? Of course we do. This is right. how business rolls. You don't have to be at some end space before you right. get started. Yeah, because perfection is not real. It's not a thing. And so, yeah, I don't have fancy LED lights because they give me a headache and I can't use them. Huh? Yeah. I don't have a microphone. I don't, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to edit out the uh, meeting alert that just went off. No, like, yep, it's, nope, it's, it's real. This is real life. Like, like yep. <laughs> and then, and you can keep it soulfully simple by just being real, authentic, vulnerable, embrace imperfection because it's real. Like, yep. and it's, and, and when people can see you modeling that, they're going to lean in. Yep. And the resonation makes the sale so much easier because it's not, oh, I'm going to sell. It's, oh, I get to help. Oh, fantastic. Let's work together. It's a totally different feeling that comes from the selling part when mm -hmm. there's resonation and connection and, uh, you know, a relationship that's starting between you and a client. Yeah. Very different things. So, well, Allison, thank you so much for joining us and giving us all that wisdom about how stories really do help us sell and connect to those that we are trying to serve. So for those who are listening or watching, if you'd like to get a bit more from Allison, please make sure to tap the link down in the comments or description below. Connect to Allison and all of the goodness that she has to offer. And we look forward to chatting with you next week. Allison, hopefully you have a great rest of your week. Thanks. You too. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Megan.